Thank you for the privilege that we have to continually hear about faith, that we continually have the opportunity to speak faith. I thank you, Father God, that faith and patience work together, love and faith and patience have to work together. And so, Father God, I'm just praying over each one of us that as we hear this sermon today, Father God, we will be edified and desirous to minister to you in maybe ways that we haven't before. And so I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so you don't have your Amplified with you this morning? What is that? Oh, yes, the offering. I'm so sorry. Pastor's going to wave the checks. The joy of the Lord is our strength. How many know that? So if we aren't joyful, where's our strength? It kind of goes just down the tube. And there are things that happen continually that try to pull our, the joy out of us daily. Every day, things happen that try to pull our joy out of us. And so as I was... Um, praying this week, the Lord revealed to me that in the days we live in that it's so easy to lose our joy. And it's so easy because so many people are upset, murmuring, complaining, whatever around us, that we have to be so careful that we don't find fault in everything that's around us that, that you know, just if you hire someone to do, to do a job, this is the one thing. If you've hired them to do the job and you've shown them what you want done, don't murmur and complain about it. Go back and explain to them, but be very careful. Because I know the Lord has really been talking to me about the scripture that says, if you judge, you're going to be judged doubly. And so many times we don't realize when, when stuff comes back on us that maybe it's because we have said things and judged somebody and it's coming back on us now. And so we sit there and go, well, why is this happening? check yourself out. And so I've learned through the years to, before I start blaming the devil for something, I check myself out. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's go to the first one. Joy is not dependent on circumstances. How many know that? If we, if for us to be joyful, it's not dependent. You know, everything's not going to go real well all the time. Paul said, I know how to be a I know how to be abased, and I know how to bound, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then the scripture in, in James, it says, Count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work, so you may be entire, wanting or lacking nothing. So that's a heavy scripture. We know that the enemy is after our faith, and so the Lord, what the Lord's telling us is that we're to count it all joy when we encounter diverse tests and trials. Well, nobody likes them. I don't like them. You don't like them. None of us do. And they, have you ever noticed they always come at the most unopportune times? <laughs> always. And so count it all joy. Let's turn there. Let's just go ahead and turn there because... There's some scriptures that we need to learn so we can quote. And the scriptures I'm going to give you today, I'm going to give you some new scriptures on joy that maybe you haven't really read them. Um, 
for a long time or maybe you've never seen them in the way that um, they're going to come forth today. I know there was a few that I haven't. That I discovered yesterday as I was studying, there are more scriptures on joy than I thought there were. And God had them in the Old Testament, the New Testament, for a purpose and a reason. For us to stay joyful, especially in these last days that we're in right now. James chapter 1. James. My brethren, count it all joy. All joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, many temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. For let that man think not that man think that he shall receive anything the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so we need to learn to be steady in everything we do. We don't want to be up and down and unstable. And, and I think you all understand what I'm saying. You know, that happens to baby Christians a lot. But we're grown up now, so we need to learn, especially in the times that we're living in, that we're going to have to really learn these scriptures and operate in them. So in the Amplified, it says, consider, consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptation. Be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. So when you're tried... When your faith is tried, it brings out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. If it's not, then we need to work on it. Do you all understand what I'm saying? A lot of times people go, well, why am I going through this stinking trial again? The same thing. And a lot of times I've learned in counseling for years that it's, it's a lot of times it's a cycle. And as I keep track of things I see every year as a certain times a year that people go through the same thing and so I try to teach them in counseling to be aware of that be prepared for that pray keep yourself built up in that time I know pastor shared before how uh, about us women how we have monthlies and he <laughs> We learned this in, at, when we were at Raymond, the church we were going to, a man came and spoke on that and told the person, the men, to keep a calendar and be extremely nice to your wives around that time of the month and beware. Well, when I heard that, and then Pastor kept a calendar, and one day, I don't remember what happened, and I've shared this, he brought the calendar out and showed me. It made me mad, to be honest with you, but then it, I had to get a hold of myself and say, this is not right. This is part of the curse. And we've been redeemed from the curse. And I need, I need to deal with that. I need to prepare myself 
in that area, so this will not happen. So I kept track of these things, and I, I had to really go into a faith mode in this and a word mode in this and deal with the situation, okay? So it says then, be assured and understand the trial and proving of your faith. Bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that they may, so that you may be a people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. This says if we deal with this, if we understand this and we deal with this and we count it all joy and we understand this, then we will be lacking in nothing. When we see anything that talks about entire, it says in the King James Version, that you will be entire. Hang on, I gotta find it. Entire wanting nothing. When patience has her perfect work, we will be entire wanting nothing. That's powerful. And that's a place that we all need to get to, like, or work on getting to immediately, like today. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going to. Uh, joy is not dependent on our circumstances, that's for sure. Psalms 27, 5 through 7. And I'm borrowing, like I said, um, Heather's Bible. I'm going to be very careful with her Bible. Um, I don't know if she goes through her Bible like Pastor does all our Bibles when they're new. He takes them and opens them up very carefully so they won't wear up. We're out and he takes them. Do I have permission to do this with your Bible and show people? You've already done it? Okay. All right. He takes them little portions. He opens them up and then he smooths them out. And then he takes another little portion. When he first gets a Bible, his Bibles never wear out. He does not lose pages. Me, mine do. And I lose pages. So I promise to be careful with your Bible. All right. Psalms 27, 5 through 7. And for some reason, it's Ephesians that, Ephesians that I start losing pages in. All right. Psalms 27, 5 through 7. Okay, this is interesting. It's got, all the, it's got all the notes down below. Find it. Try not to wet your fingers. I'm sitting here thinking. Okay. It's little print. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me on high upon a rock. Then my heart will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. And, his and at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. We're in his, we're in his tabernacle this morning. What's it say we're to do? I will sacrifice with shouts and joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hallelujah. That's how powerful praise and worship is. That's how powerful joy is. God showed me yesterday, said if, we, if we're continually in joy, we, the enemy cannot get in there and get us to murmur and complain because we will choose the higher life. I was talking to, to Pastor this morning about uh, Buddy because the enemy tries to constantly 
harass us. And I told him this morning, I said, I see him in my future life. Okay, I truly believe that our animals go to heaven and I see him, I see him in my future. And so that's how I have to, I have to live. Those of you that have had loved ones that have gone before you and they're born again, they're in your future. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so Luke 6, 22 and 23. Hang on. All right, Heather. I can't turn pages unless I do this, especially with one nail off. All right, Luke 6, 22 and 23, 22 through 23. Rejoice in the Lord and leap for joy. How often have you been leaping? Remember the, the, um, the man that got healed at the gate? He went, what did he do? Remember? Yeah, but he was leaping. He went into the temple leaping, shouting and leaping and praising God with joy. Can you imagine being crippled all those years? You know, your family dropping you off in front of the temple every day. Instead of bringing you in, they dropped him out off on the outside. They were getting rich off him. I don't care what anybody says. You cannot walk. They were so religious in those days. You could not walk into the temple and pass by, especially the Sadducees and Pharisees, without dropping something in that, in that bucket or whatever. And so here it says here, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because greater is your reward in heaven, for that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich and have already received your comfort. How far did I say we were going? I'm sorry. 22 and 23. Okay, so I didn't do 22. I'm sorry. Blessed are you when men hate you. How do most of you feel when men hate you? Mad? Angry? Hurt? I don't understand why they hate me. I didn't do anything. Blessed are you. <laughs> When men hate you, when they exalt, exclude you. How many have ever been excluded? And insult you. Wow. Blessed are you when men hate you, exclude you, and insult you. And reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven for that is how the fathers treated the prophets. Hallelujah. So if they hate you, if they, <laughs> think of this, hate you, exclude you, and insult you, and reject your name as evil, because of the Son of Man, rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward. Great is your reward. When you leap for joy and you get ex excited and you are blessed 
when people hate you, that's the way God desires us to be, to be joyful, to get excited. Great, they hate me, Lord. Praise God, they hated you too. <laughs> you know, instead of getting our feelings hurt. Number two, first one was joy is not dependent on circumstances. Trust me. I've had letters before. I have had tapes sent to me before. And sooner or later, I can't get upset because I just know where, where that's coming from. And sooner or later, I get an apology note or a call. You just have to just lay it down there and pray for people. You know, I'm talking about when you're a minister or counseling someone or whatever. You just have to leave it with God. Know, you, know what you've done is right and leave it, okay? And even when you've done it right nowadays, they're still going to hate you no matter what, just because you're a Christian. Okay, number two, joy is possible when we feel secure in the Lord. When we're secure in the Lord, joy is completely possible to us. If we're not secure in Him, it's going to be hard to be joyful in everything. So you will know how secure in Him you are on your level of joy. That's heavy, I know. Okay. Psalms 4, 4 through, 4 through 8. Hang on. 4, 6 through 8. Go back. Remember, I got to read this more than once. <sighs> Ouch. It's real important, you know, I found for us couples, um, when something really bugs us, it's just better to just shut up, tell each other we're not going to talk about it. It's just, you know, that's just... It's, you know, pray about it. We're not going to talk about this. You know, women are the worst. How many know that? Women have a tendency to bring things up over and over and over again, telling you guys a secret. You're not the only one. Women are worse than men. And it's over and over and over. Well, what you men need to be honest and say, you haven't let it go. You haven't dropped it. Okay? Say, well, I don't want to say that. I don't want to get in trouble. Well, I'd rather someone tells me something that loves me than to <laughs> just let it go on. And what happens, I'll be honest, men start having selective hearing. Or, or they'll, I was counseling someone this week and they were talking about um, their husband will actually literally stare at them and listen to them and then... Um, tell them later you didn't tell me that and uh, I had to laugh but when they've heard the same story a million times this block you out I know pastor does I can guarantee it like whatever go, go somewhere else you know so ladies you know there's so much that talks about nags and whatever about us we have to be real careful okay we don't want to cause anybody to lose their joy all right psalms 4 6 to 8 and forgive me if i've caused any of you to lose your joy all right many are asking who can show us any good 
Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy, and when their gain and new wine abound, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you, O Lord. O Lord make me dwell in safety. Don't even, don't even think about stuff before you go to sleep. This is a great sleep scripture right here. Okay? A great sleep shift is scripture. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. He makes us dwell in safety. That is powerful. All right, Philippians 4, 4 to 5. Thank you, Heather, for your Bible. We know in a, in a person's Bible, it's sometimes harder to find things than in your own, because in your own, you can just go to, go straight to it. And I have a fingernail on this finger that isn't. <laughs> okay, Philippians 4, 4 to 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. How often? Always. Always. And again, I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Wow. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's powerful. If we rejoice in the Lord always, and he says it again, again I say rejoice, he goes on to say that these things will take place, that we will let your gentleness, gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on, of course, we know whatsoever thing's true, whatsoever thing is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, is anything excellent or praiseworthy? Think about such things. Think about. Rejoice always and think about all these things that are good. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. What a promise. But Paul was constantly rejoicing. If anybody outside of Jesus lived a miserable life in the natural here on this earth it was Paul but he rejoiced always I mean if you can go in the prison cells like they were in those days nowadays prisoners have all kinds of rights which is amazing to me 
Prison is prison. You're there for a reason. Work hard, <laughs> you know? But he's telling us that in everything, our, heart, our prayers will be answered. Listen to this. I mean, peace of God will be present. If you don't have the peace of God about something, there's nothing worse to this. It's constant. I'm going to tell you, it drives you to a place where you are constantly thinking about this thing and you think that you have to fix it. I don't, you can't, we can't fix it. God fixes things. We can do what we can, but God fixes things. I was on the phone the other day about, to Michael with, not Michael, Matt the other day about something and he said, Mom, do you want to pray about it? And I said, sure. Do you want to be the prayer? And he said, yeah. And um, so he, start, he started praying and when he got done, he said, you know, every time we pray together, things happen and, and things take place. And I said, that's true, Matt. It, that does happen. I wanted to hear him pray because I wanted to hear what he was going to pray. And it was, it was the word. Thank God. So, and that is true. Things do happen. I've shared about the time when Pastor was working on his clutch and there was no clutch. And I don't know what the deal was. And he said, there's nothing. And, and um, he said, I, I said, we're going to pray over it. And he was right, you know. He saw what he was dealing with and what was in his hand. We didn't. And so he said, I'm going in the house and I'll come back out when you guys are done. And um, not that he was of little faith. It was that's where he was at. And he knew I've had to do that before too myself. And so Matt and I prayed and God fixed it. I don't know. I don't know anything about clutches. There's a lot of things I've prayed about and I don't know anything about them. But God does. All I do is pray and say, what do you want me to say about this thing, Holy Spirit? Because I do not, I can explain it to the person I'm praying with, what I'm seeing, but I don't know anything about it. And God is good. He fixes it. When, he t when any two agree is touching anything on earth, it shall be done of our Father who art in heaven. And that is the truth. All right. So joy comes when we live in God's presence. Psalms 26, 6 and 8. Is that where I'm at? No. Sorry. Joy is possible when he feels secure in the Lord. Went down one. Sorry about that. Um, Psalm 16, 11. Jump ahead of yourself, sister. I'll be honest, I'm about ready to get off Faith's page behind because I have Christians that, friends that are for this person and some are for this person and they're, and they're giving their opinions and I'm like, I don't want to hear your opinion. I don't care about it. Just pray about it. Amen? So, Psalm 16, 11. You have made known to me the path of life. Hang on. got to be more to this. You will fill me with joy in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. Think of this. You have made me known, you have made known to me the path of life. Any of you that are between dealing with what am I going to do in a situation, 
God promises that he will be make known to you the path he wants you to take. You will fill me with joy in your presence. So what is this saying is we've got to be in his presence to know the path that we need to take. We can't do it out of here. Okay? You can't do it out of your head. We have to do it out of our spirit. We have to be in his presence. I do not make decisions until I have sat down in his presence. Or at least I've prayed. Sometimes you'll see me just close my eyes. I'm not going to sleep up here. I want to hear what God has to say about something. So it's very important that we are in his presence. When I walk in a situation, which you'll see me do, I will sit down and I will close my eyes before God and get his message on it. And eternal pleasures at your right hand. If I ever feel that I'm being driven or rushed, I know that's not God. The only time I've ever known that it was God was when he, I'm, I can think of very few times, and one time was when I was going to someone's baby shower, and I was in the kitchen making a taco salad, and I was cooking the meat, and God said, go pray. And I said, I can't. I, ha I have to do this. You don't tell God that. He said, I'm telling you, go pray. Someone's about ready to go commit suicide, and I've called you to pray for them. And I said, Matt, come in here and finish this. And um, went in and prayed until, I, until it was over, and then I went back and did what I needed to do. That's when he, something like that, he needs you to pray now, he will show you, pray now. You know, go do, go do something now. But when you start feeling, I just have to do this, Sit back and check the whole thing out. Is this you, God, or is this me? Because if it's me, then I'm going to make a mistake somewhere. Then I'm going to act in fear. And joy and fear don't go together. How many know that? Joy and faith don't go together. So praise the Lord. Hope you're getting something from this. Three, joy comes when we live in God's presence. Live in God's presence. There's a difference between being in God's presence sometimes and then there's, a, there's living in his presence. And it's not hard to live in his presence. It really isn't if we're joyful. I'm not, I'm not saying be goofy. I mean, have the joy of the lot of the Lord, which is your strength. Okay, Psalms 21, 5 through 7. I'm going to be honest with you. Some people are going to go, I can't believe you're saying this, but it's true. Of the two of us, he's the better hospital goer. The one that goes to the hospital and prays with people and is able to, I'm talking about people that are dying. Pastor is much better at this than me. Does it bother me? No. I stay home and I can pray about what's going on, but he has a way of walking into a room and peace comes. And um, absolute peace comes. And so, why would I send the second best of the two of us? I'm going to send the better. I mean, we don't, in our ministries are so different, and our callings are so different, but we blend together that I don't trump on his, and he's, we're very careful. We know who's, who's what, and we're very, we don't get jealous of each other. There's no competition. 
It's just the way it is, and so we can work together. And so that's real important to learn how to work together with your mate. Very important. So where are we? Psalms 21, 5 through 7. Come on over here. Sorry, Heather, I am I'm having to um, lick my finger, but I'm real careful how I'm doing this. Okay. I'm in the NIV Bible. Through the victories you gave his glory is through the victories you gave his glory is great you have bestowed on him splendor and majesty surely you have granted eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence glory to god for the king trusts in the lord through the unfailing love of the most high he will not be shaken God calls us kings and priests. We will not be shaken. That's so powerful. Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. So in his presence is the joy. There's such power in his presence. Sometimes one of my favorite things to do, I stay up really late at night. I just kick back and pray in tongues, and I'm in his presence. I have two puppies there laying together, and I've got pastor asleep, and everything's fine in our house, and everything always is, but I'm in his presence, and I can really spend that time in the middle of the night in his presence. Sometimes I sleep in till 8 or whatever, but night is best for me. Night, night's not always best for everybody. So I know you have to get up, but night is best for me. Or during the day, I'll just kick back. And you can get in his presence anytime if you pray in tongues. Anytime. All right. Psalms 26, 6 through 8. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. Praise God. I love your house, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. You know, years ago, we were in the machine, I saw years ago, God told pastor in prayer, you are not to make the sanctuary where God's presence is available all the time. And so that means no conversation in the, in the sanctuary. Now I realize that sometimes those in ministry helps, those that are in the back, we have to write notes or whatever. But this place this sanctuary is for god's presence and we're we need to respect that presence he's here right now he's here right now 
Now, whether you desire to tap into him or not, or if I desire to tap in or not, that's up to us. But he's here. He's here to do anything you desire or you need done. Thank God. You can walk in the presence of God and everything is available to you to take and receive. That's, that's mighty. That's a miracle. It's a miracle of God. When he said, in our, when he called us here and we wrote it down, he said, that ha this church will be a hospital and whatever people need, they will come and receive. And there have been all kinds of needs that you have no idea about, none, and they've come and received. It's, God is so powerful. Things that maybe you've never even heard. There's things I've never even heard in my life that people got freed from. That's powerful. Just because you don't see it happening in the natural, it's happening to people's lives. You know, I've thought of writing a book, but I ha would have to be very careful. I'd, be, I'd have to get a ghostwriter. But there are pe pe people's lives. We have no idea what people are, live with, they're raised with, and what's happened to people in their lives as very taught, small children and have grown up in, and how they've been set free. It's a miracle. What's important to God? Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world. I came to save it. I came to set them free, set people free. So, praise God. So, again, 6 and 8, I will read it. With some of these, when I read it out of this version, it was amazing. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the, the place where your glory dwells. The place where your glory, I love the place where your glory dwells. Do you realize that our homes, our whole life can be that way? But when we come together, we're here for a reason and a purpose, and that is to receive from God and give to God. Amen. I don't want I don't want it in any other way. Jude one twenty Jude one two to five. I hope this is not supposed to be Job. I might have gotten this one wrong. I pray not. Is it Jude? Honey, are you reading through it? You know what? We're going to skip that one because I'm not sure. I think it was Job because I was surprised when I read it in Job. So let's go to 1 Thessalonians 3.9 and please forgive me for that one. 
Wasn't it nice for God to put a complete T-section back here? Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as the Father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into the kingdom of glory. Am I in First Thessalonians? Three nine. I'm so sorry. That was a good one. Um, three nine. I went to two nine. Sorry about that. I'm gonna have to borrow your glasses in a minute, honey. How can we thank God enough? You ever thought about that? How can I thank you, God, enough? You ever thought of your life? I mean, I was on the way to hell, and I knew it. How can I thank God enough? I just feel like I can't thank, personally, I feel like I can't thank God enough. There, there just, there isn't enough words in the English language to thank him enough. How many, you know, I really believe that's one reason God gave us the gift of tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to thank God. How can I thank God enough? How can we thank God enough for you in return for all of the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, I'm going to go up to six, but Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we always long to see you. Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now, we really live since we are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all of your joy we have in the presence of our God? Because of you, night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. You know, it's real exciting when we get letters from Shekinah too because they write in it and they, they they thank, thank, for, thank us for what they were learning that week and whatever. They both write a note in it. And I know you guys do too. And I, we, Pastor and I are so very thankful and grateful for every one of you. I know we don't say it enough, but we are. We thank God for you. You're a blessing. Okay. Joy comes when we spend our life praising God. Psalms 47, 1 through 3. Spend our lives praising God. You know, we have a choice. We can murmur. Or we can praise. 
two just don't go together. You know, if we really tried, we could find fault in every one of us. Too fat, too skinny, their high, hair looks bad today, whatever. You know, seriously, what a weird dress. We don't do that. That's when the whatsoever things are good, lovely, good report, whatever, come in. 47, 1 through 3. I would wear pastor's glasses, but they're so strong. It's like I tried them on one day, and I'm like, whoa. 47, <laughs> 1 to 3. Okay. Clap your hands, all you nations. About uh, Shout to God with cries of joy. Clap your hands. Shout to God with cries of joy. If all the nations did this, could you imagine what would take place? Revival. I mean, revival. If America would do this. If just the Christians in America would do this. We'd have revival, trust me. My, my, my mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb with a harp. I will expound my riddle. Um, why should I fear when evil days come, when the wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give God a ransom for him. The ransom for life is, is costly. No payment is even enough that he should live on forever and, see, see, and not see decay. My mouth shall speak words of wisdom. But before that, hear this, all you people, listen, all, of, all in this world, both low and did I lose it? Where am I? Help. I think I paid 47. I hit two pages at once. 47. Clap your hands, all you nations, and shout with cries of joy. People, when we get into praise this morning, get wild. Think about these scriptures. Don't say, I don't want to. That's not me. God says it's us. Amen? Smile, everybody. Look at somebody and smile. Say, I'm learning a lot here. Psalm 71, 23. I got excited yesterday when I was reading this. I was like, God, you are so good. 71, 23. You are so very good, God. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness. Oh, my God, I will sing praise to you with the lyre. O Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy. When I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed, my tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. Well, if we're telling of his righteous acts all day long, what? If, if you did this for a week, can you imagine what would happen just in, your, in our lives? And then it would go on. You'd want to do it more. You know, the more you exercise, the more your body wants to. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, where did I stop? 
I whom you have redeemed, my tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me and have been, have been put to shame and confusion. So when you are operating in joy, all those around you that want to harm you will be put to, put to shame and confusion. Just think about this. If you're at work and, and stuff's not going right, just start praising God, become joyful. Just thank you, Father. Keep this scripture. Meditate on it. Learn it. Um, we're almost done. Luke 19, well, we're not done, but we're going to stop pretty soon. Luke 19, 36 through 39. That sounds like fun. They replied, I don't think I'm in 19, 36, and 39. Hang on. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near, this one is when joy comes when we spend our life praising God. Um, As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. No, hang on. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now listen to this. This is a good one. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. For what? Praising God? You know, the enemy's trying to stop us from praising God in this country, saying Merry Christmas, saying the Pledge of Allegiance correctly. We're not, we cannot stand for that any longer. How are we going to change it? Through joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's how we're going to change things in this nation. Our attitudes towards things can change. You can walk in a room and you have the joy of the Lord on you and things can change. If you are a manager or at work or whatever, you carry the Lord. You carry the presence of God in with you. So it's your joy. It's your joy inside of you that will change things, that God will move through you to change things. Now, some people might look at you and say, I've had demons look at me, people that are demon-possessed, and their mouths aren't even open, and they're saying, shut up. I'm not going to shut up. Just bind it and move on. We have the power to change situations in our presence. Hallelujah, that's exciting. We have the power. 
36 through 39. I'm going to read it again. And then Whitney, go ahead and get back there because we will start praise and worship. Here we go again. Can you imagine what a time this was for them? As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Think about this. Loudly. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. That's amazing. Have anybody, has anybody heard stones cry out? If they... Keep quiet, Jesus said, the stones are going to cry out. We need to just be free before him. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your, your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. And he goes on, and that's what's happening. We see that already happening. But when Jesus comes back, he's going to hit that rock and things are going to take place. We don't have a lot of time here, folks. Thank God. It's, it's time to really praise God. I am believing for God to have one more great awakening in this country. And it's us, those that are praising God, those that have made a quality decision that we're not going to let anything bother us. We're going to allow the Lord to have his perfect will. Allow the Lord to, to we're going to freely praise him and move forward. Watch our mouths. Cause our tongue to be right in the sight of God and allow him to have full reign. Then we'll see things take place that only God can do. I want to see the presence of God in our, in our country, in every city. All over the, all around the world, but I'll tell you, it it is happening in other places. There, are, we have Christian brothers and sisters that are being martyred for Christ all the time. Thank God we're not. I mean, it is happening here, but we just don't hear about it. But revival will change everything overnight, and that's what I'm believing for. So let's all stand, Father. I thank you for, the pres for your presence. I thank you that we're here to praise and worship and exalt you. 
We've heard all these scriptures on joy and what happens when we are in your midst, when we are in your sanctuary praising you and worshiping you and exalting you. So God, as we enter into praise and worship and, and exalt you, I thank you, Father, that everything that every person needs this morning will be given unto them. Supernaturally, Father, you said this is a hospital, whatever we need, it will be given unto us. And I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, that you are moving in our midst this morning and there will be signs and wonders. And I praise you for it in Jesus' name. If anybody, I'm gonna sit here and